Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organise Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me has been reborn to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives and how we can take inspiration from them. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organise Curate Design, I welcome you to listen and get inspired as we showcase these incredible women. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the She Inspires Me podcast. Today I have the honour of introducing my very dear friend um, and the ever-inspirational Liz Holpay. So thank you, Liz, for being on today. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) Now I'm going to kick off and tell everyone a little bit about you and um, I always laugh when I get to read the bio of people that I actually know really well because it sounds really formal, but I'm going to kick off with that first so everyone else can get to know you as well. Um, So Liz Volpe is uh, one of Australia's most prominent female entrepreneurs dedicated to empowering the next generation with the skills to navigate a business landscape yet to be imagined. She is a courageous innovator, empowered woman in business and is driven by an unshakable belief the pursuit of our dreams can positively affect change in the world. As an entrepreneur, Liz has a stellar resume including several businesses. However, it was a trip to Cambodia that would seal her fate in the world of social impact. In 2015, she founded Project Gen Z, who have raised over $500,000 for its charity partner, Sunrise, while also inspiring um, hundreds of children via entrepreneurial education. Moved by the work in Cambodia, Liz also felt that there was a better way to connect entrepreneurs with young people in Australia. And as a result, in 2018, Liz co-founded Ambezi, a tech platform connecting entrepreneurs and corporate professionals with schools and universities, asking them to share their stories with the next generation. Now, that is a pretty impressive introduction. <laughs> Do you feel like that when it people... sounds better than I am, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that when you, people read your, like, when you kind of get introduced, introduced like I know you speak on stages and and you've done these kind of interviews before um is it a bit like whoa when you hear your stuff yeah I always find it really bizarre because it's so when I listen to it I'm like wow that person sounds really good (laughs) (laughs) I realize it's actually me and I'm like wow I've got I've got a lot to live up to (laughs) yeah yeah well lucky you've done most of it already so it's like it's not stuff you have to do in the future because it's already stuff you've achieved which is pretty Now, now I have a bit of a, a confession um, that I remember really clearly the first time I spoke to you. And so I had um, I had heard about Project Gen Z from one of our good friends, um, Lisa, who had been, I'm trying to think if she had either already been on the trip or I think she was planning to go that year. She hadn't been yet when I first met Lisa. Um, and then I ended up attending a few fundraising events as she was planning to go that year. Um, and then after she went the first time, I think I've, I've shared this on a few interviews that I've done, um, that I could almost physically see a difference in her between pre-Cambodia trip and post-Cambodia trip. And then she was like, you've got to come, you've got to come on the next one, you've got to come. Um, but then she was like, okay, but Liz chats to everyone beforehand. 
and she just needs to make sure like you're the right fit and blah, blah, blah. I was full freaking out and then we spoke on the phone and I don't know if it was a combination of your accent but maybe I just wasn't expecting it and then we were talking about you know our kids and being entrepreneurs and whatever and I literally got off the phone and went there's no way I'm getting in on this trip I was convinced that I just was not oh what yeah which is so funny because now like I've been on the trip a couple of times and I know everyone so well but I was genuinely and it's probably because when I do read your bio and when I had heard of you I was like that's not me I'm not I'm not there so um that's my little confession to you so you probably I've never told you that before so well yeah you're equally if not more amazing <laughs> Carol. <laughs> so, I, I of course was going to always say yes for you to come on one of our trips. So I guess for me and why I share that story is I know that we collectively have such an incredible connection with so many brilliant entrepreneurs. Um, but let's let's go back a step because I've I've obviously heard this this story so many times and I love the story of the moment you called. Um, I think it was Morello first, Andrew Morello. Um, so t- tell me about this, the, the spark of when you decided that you were going to put some entrepreneurs on a plane and fly them to Cambodia and what craziness came of that. Yeah, wow. I mean, there's a whole backstory. To <laughs> there is, there is. I tell us, tell us everything. Yeah, I think... Um, the whole seed or I guess the idea came because I was in a certain period of my life where I guess you could say that I was in pain um, and what I mean by that was the for the years before that point I'd been running a really successful business it'd been a business that I ran for 11 years in marketing and in terms of being like a really a young person running a business you know I would have been able to say yeah I'm, I'm quite successful you know I'd earned that money and I had a nice car and all of those great material things surrounding me. Um, but I'd been to on this random trip to Cambodia um, about seven years into my business journey. And it really rocked me. And um, I think at that point in my life, I was really searching to find what my passion and my purpose was. And then I did this trip to Cambodia and I met these incredible young kids, that, you know, from all different walks of life, but walks of life that I'd never really um, I read about it in the newspaper, but suddenly here I was mixing with children that had been rescued from really crazy circumstances. So I spent literally a few hours with these kids from Sunrise Cambodia. And that was five years prior to the big idea. But ever since that point, every morning, I remember this so well. I was waking up and I was thinking about going to work to my office that day. And I was starting to dread it. And I went through five years of this pain and it was almost like something, I had this yearning to find something and I was suddenly feeling really disconnected with my career. And, you know, I was, I was starting to wonder why am I even doing this? You know, why have I even worked really hard for these material things when there are, you know, young children in Cambodia that, that really don't have anything? So this was how I sat within my, my life and in my head for five long years of really wanting to find a way to actually make a difference. Um, you know, and even that took me a while to figure out that I wanted to find that way to do something myself, which um, was not just around business success. 
so yeah, the kind of the story goes, I was sat on my couch one day, I'd had another bad day. I'm a whinging pom. <laughs> so I like to make my husband know all about my bad days. And um, I was like, I just really want to change this. Like I'm, I'm hating work. And he kind of stopped me and gave me this huge talking to. You know, he must have just been over it. And he said to me, Liz, like, you just need to stop what you're doing. Um, you know, what is that one thing that you've just spoken about every day for all of these years? And um, yeah, as the story goes, as you've heard it many times before. But honestly, it's so, it's so true. I can't really even describe what happened to me in words. It was this very quick split second realization of exactly what I was going to do. Um, and it played out in, in a minutes. I was sharing the, exactly what the future was going to look like with my husband. And he was just as excited as I was. And I came up with this idea, well, you know, if I've been impacted so hard by what I saw and experienced in Cambodia, think about all of the other business owners that have also been feeling like something has been missing in their lives. Imagine if I could, number one, give them that opportunity. But secondly, we've all got something to give that could actually make a difference in other people's lives. And I thought, you know, with all of the great people I know, imagine if we could put our skill set together and we could actually go and share those skills and our journeys and our learnings with the next generation and those children in Cambodia. Like imagine if we could actually teach them the skills to actually change their life. And we all changed our life through business. Maybe we could pass that on and do the same. So that was it. The, the big idea was formed. And uh, yeah, within minutes, I was on the phone thinking about all of the amazing people I knew and starting to tell them, um, that's it. In October, in six months time, I'm going to put together this trip. Are you in? And yeah, suddenly I had 30 people saying yes. And the rest is history. <laughs> well, it is. And, and what's funny is in some ways, I'm sure that even as you describe that story and it's and I can almost imagine being especially because I, I know your husband I know some of the entrepreneurs that went on the first trip and I can almost see myself imagine myself there in the in that lounge room with you having that excitement and that anticipation of the unknown um, and it probably does feel a little bit just like yesterday but it was five years ago which yeah. is a Brilliant. bit mind-boggling um, so <sighs> You, you have your first trip, it goes well. There's obviously some challenges. You decide to go back again. You decide to go back again. Um, last year, you decided to send us on a crazy, crazy, crazy trip. Like it was... See, <laughs> uh, Liz has this um, knack of being this evil genius behind how can we torture but inspire and push the limits. <laughs> Torture. Oh, whilst <laughs> also giving them the opportunity to give back and inspire and and support uh, the children that we work with. But yeah, I, I find it I, I find it personally fascinating now that I've been on two trips. But I think for me personally, I've been on a trip that's kind of been more traditional in the sense of the, the style that you've run for those first four years. And then last year, we flipped it on its head and decided to just change it up completely and model it on um, the amazing race. And it was, it was very different. And I do remember um, speaking to people who know me really well, anyone that knows me well enough, 
Anyone that listens to any of our content knows that I am such a control freak and I am organized to the minute. And for some reason, when it comes to Project NZ, I literally go, here, I put my name down, tell me what I do next. And that's so foreign for me. But I think it's this level of trust to know that the experience is going to be give and take. And you've got to just give that level of freedom and, you know, just the openness to learning. And I, I found that that's been the biggest takeaway for me when I when I stop trying to pre-plan every minute of my day I've really found that that flow especially with the kids has always has always worked really well um now in my experience with the kids I and I have to like you've got children of your own um I have children of my own who are both school aged one of my biggest takeaways when I came back after the first, my first trip in 2018 was the realisation of how good our kids have got it here in Australia. And I guess the challenges that I identified even as a parent to relay those optimistic and entrepreneurial mindsets to our kids here. So how have you found because I know Project NZ runs programs here in Australia, what have you found to be the biggest differences and challenges between the kids that we spend time with in Cambodia and then the kids that you work with here in Australia? Because, mm. I mean, they're, they're very, very different. You know, children in, in every country are different, um, dependent on culture and background, but I feel like the main difference is exactly what you just said. Um, you know, it's very, very hard to share um, or to give our children here an example of what it's like to actually live with hardly anything in their lives because we try our best as parents not to spoil or you know not to um, give them everything they like and you know they've got access to technology and this really great life and great education it's just what they're used to so um, teaching a young person that is as is very raw, you know, and, and hasn't really ever been given that support or care is so different to a child that has just had everything there. So I find that, you know, when we go to Cambodia, the, the biggest thing that stands out is, is this absolute hunger um, to, to really take something and run with it. Because these children in Cambodia don't have any other opportunities. So you put one in front of them and they will do whatever it takes to, to succeed and, and to actually get it. Um, and that's a really hard thing to teach here in Australia or to our own children. Um, and, you know, as a parent, I definitely struggle with that as well. You know, I'll, I'll constantly share stories from the children in Cambodia and my little boy will look at me and nod along and he can kind of imagine and he sees the photographs, but at the same time, um, he doesn't know any different. And until I probably take him to Cambodia, that really won't hit home. Mm. So our, our children here are very are very comfortable and um, don't necessarily possess the same drive, I believe. Yeah. And I, and I guess that to a certain extent has an element of survival instinct yes. um, where we know, especially the children that we have worked with over in Cambodia, uh, they come from a specific demographic. Um, they come from a specific charity that we work with and, and so there's already an element there of the survival, let alone the fact that they're in a country that is is um, you know not uh, doesn't have the wealth and education 
capacities that we have here in Australia. So, mm. yeah, and I, I think um, for those of you who don't know who are listening, um, I've also, so I've worked with Project NZ and travelled on the trips overseas, but I've also worked here in Australia with um, some kids and I always find I, that, I think to me that's always the biggest learning and the biggest surprise um, is how, how, just how different it is and how different the kids are and just based on where they live and the opportunities they have. But I do love when you see the spark that you can see in a child and it doesn't matter where they are. Um, I've always noticed there's always one or two in every group, even like here in Australia, I mean, where you see that spark. Absolutely. Real drive, the I need to make this happen, be it it's competitiveness, it's innovation, it's there's a spark there. Um, that we've worked with here in Australia, there's always, there's definitely at least always one or two of them in every group and, and that's one of those human traits that are universal regardless of where we are in the world, which is pretty amazing. Um, when it comes to the dare to dream message, which is the consistent thing right the way, no matter where, what part of the world you're in or what you're in, that's the, that's the consistent message that Project NZ um, shares with the world and shares with children. I know that there's a real big part of that that sits around the philosophy of making impact in the world. What have you found to be the main themes around impact when it comes to the youth and the children that you're working with? Is there like a key focus that you that you feel that they've got front of mind, or or their kids being kids? Is it a bit of a bit of balance of both or is there something that you're finding that kids are like I really want to make an impact in the world and this is front of me. Mm, it's really interesting because over the years I've seen a really big shift in terms of um, what kids want to do in the world and um, the best thing about Generation Z is that it's this first generation that are really coming through that um, impact is really truly important for them when it comes to thinking about their career and the future of work. So I really believe that this generation does have the power to change the world. Um, and it's really around teaching them to really tap into that passion. And we see those passions, you know, one of the big focus that I always see in schools is around climate change and the environment, like this huge push of young people, you know, because of incredible inspirational leaders like Greta that are out there and actually showing that it doesn't matter how old you are to actually go and do something um, and allow your voice to be heard. So I feel like there's, it's definitely there for the taking for young people that want to go and make a difference. They're, they're starting to believe that they can, which is really great. Um, at the same time, there's always going to be young people that, that don't feel like they're good enough to do something. And the whole Dare to Dream message is, is actually showing them it, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to go out there and make an impact on a global scale. You could actually do something right here whether that be in your local community or even just in your family base, um, you know, off your next door neighbour, it really doesn't matter because impact is about a ripple effect. And the more people that we can get people, to, uh, more young people we can get to focus on actually kindness and gratitude and making some type of an impact, can you imagine how much the world would change over the next five or ten years even? Mm. And that ripple effect, I think, is a, such a significant piece and such a significant learning for for anyone, no matter what age you are, but definitely for children um, to understand that um, they can make impact regardless of the age or, 
or the voice that they have. And I think I've seen a, I don't know if it's a quote or a meme or whatever else, and it's like, if you feel that one person can't make change, try going to sleep with a mosquito in the room. And it's like, that's such yeah. a point because yes. they're heard small and you can't see them. But if you go to sleep with a mosquito in the room, you're going to feel some impact by the next day. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's such an easy, I love that one because it's so easy to, to relate to kids because everyone's had a mosquito bite and everyone knows how, how frustrating that is. And, and it is, it's a tiny little insect that makes significant impact. So, um, so speaking of little ones, um, you mentioned your, or you mentioned your son earlier, um, but I know that you've got two children. Do you, do they get it? Do they look at mum and go, mum, Project Gen Z, this is what mum does. Like mum is helping the world and helping the kids of the world really make impact or are they like mum's a bit lame <laughs> yeah I mean I don't think anyone looks up to their mum in that <laughs> I mean it's really interesting and um, they definitely they, they've got an understanding of what I do and you know I've had to sacrifice in some ways but every every year I go to Cambodia and I have to leave my children at home so they've always they've grown up with Cambodia they know where it is and they, they kind of know what um what I do there in Cambodia and it's nice because they've formed some relationships with, you know, young Cambodians and there's, we've got a sponsor child there and they call her their sister and, you know, they've met a few of the older Sunrise kids. So it's really great that they're growing up and they, it's in their vocabulary. My daughter last night was watching TV and watching a cartoon and she turned around to me and said, oh, the pony's gone to Cambodia, but she's gone with a mum. Can I come next time you go? <laughs> that was a little subtle hint she's setting she's yeah. setting those breadcrumbs and just waiting waiting for That's you right and so, hey remember you said you'd take me next time <laughs> yeah i mean they're dying to go so that's really nice like they they get what we do um to a certain extent which is really nice because i want them to be grow up knowing that um, as a family value you know helping other people is really important to us all so yeah uh, aside from that they're usually just annoyed with me because i'm you know not letting them watch tv or play with their hair blades or <laughs> just a usual mom yeah that's so funny i think i had the same conversation with you uh at the start of this year when we had a the holiday clinic and my youngest son who was the youngest in the room um for that particular clinic and and he didn't know that i was going to be the entrepreneurial speaker um, I wasn't hosting a workshop that I was speaking that day. And, and I was convinced he was going to heckle me. <laughs> I was convinced there was going to be little smart aleck comments coming from the back of the room. And um, Lisa, who was um, who's a dear friend of ours, but was one of the key facilitators in the room, she had taken a photo of his face and he was wide-eyed and oh. yeah, your kids kind of like, especially that age, like he's, he's eight, but... I, it was interesting because I didn't stay for the workshop. I consciously thought I'll let him do his thing. And a few times his answers were, oh, I've got a secret weapon because my mum's an entrepreneur. And so I think they're paying attention. I think um, they're probably paying more attention than what you even realise, even even with um, your daughter's comments of the horse that went to Cambodia. She's waiting for a plane ticket. Now, I know that... In your incredible bio, we also mentioned that um, you have a whole other business that you co-founded um, 
called Ambezi. Now, what does Ambezi mean, as in the, the name itself, and uh, what is it, and how does it kind of differentiate from what the work that you do with Project Gen Z? Mm, great question. So the word Ambezi is actually an old tribal um, African word, which means ambition. And the whole kind of um, story behind it is that even now, but in communities, in tribal communities, um, the elders are obviously really important in the community in terms of sharing stories down through the generations. So it's, this, it, it's the power of storytelling and how it actually plays a part in the world. And it all came about because I've been running workshops now with Project Gen Z for quite a long time. The one frustration that I had was that I've measured the impact and I've seen um, and witnessed the incredible impact that this type of education has on young people. But I could only ever do this education, run these workshops with about 100 kids in the room at the same time. And that did frustrate me. And I kind of started to imagine, well, think about all of the amazing people out there, outside of my network, that are equally as passionate about inspiring the next generation. Imagine if I could build some technology that would allow people to do just that and for schools to actually go onto a platform and be able to choose thousands and thousands of inspirational people from different backgrounds to actually either go into the classroom face-to-face -face or virtually share their story. Um, you know, imagine the impact that that would have. So yeah, so we launched that a few years ago now and it's great, we connect, yeah, hundreds and thousands of young people with mentors and inspirational storytellers around the globe. Yeah, that's incredible. And um, I, I've watched the documentary, which obviously features a lot of the, the entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Um, and I know that you guys, from my understanding, that you're working on your second documentary at the moment. Yeah, yes. Generation Inspired Part 2 is being filmed in a couple of months' time, which is really exciting. Oh, that's fantastic. And it's so great to see... The progression of a project like that as well where you know you had that original intention of why you wanted to create it in the first place and to see how many people have had the opportunity to already have access to stories and storytelling as a whole is so important but um, to kind of tie into the work that you already do with Project NZ that's that's pretty incredible. Um, now as, as I know you're not a woman that sits on her hands for very long no. <laughs> are, there any other, <laughs> are there any other weird and wonderful creative new projects that you're working on or what is your focus at the moment? Um, I know COVID has, um, so we're still, we're recording now, we're in COVID. We probably would have still recorded on Zoom because it's a nice platform to use, but um, we are still partly in isolation. Um, has, has COVID and this time meant that you've, Cooked up any any new things for the world, or um, what is mm. sitting at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I'm always cooking up new things. I have to <laughs> rein myself in most of the time. Um, but you know what? I think um, COVID's been an interesting time because it again it, it makes as an, you as an entrepreneur really kind of um, look at the ways that you're doing things. And one of the first things that I started to work on during COVID was actually again looking at well. We run these really great programs. How can the rest of the world or these people living in regional communities or different countries that don't have access, how can we give everybody access to this great education? So yeah, for the last few months, I've been working on designing all of our Project Gen Z Dare to Dream programs into digital programs that can be run even with parents and their children at home or 
in the classroom, no matter where they are in the world. So that's been really exciting to be able to expand my thinking to different countries and you know open up to the US and the UK market and different um, markets around Asia as well. That's amazing. Like, and I've seen some of the tools. Um, we're actually uh, about to test one of them, which just arrived at our house yesterday. Oh, good. Um, so I'm super excited. We opened it up yesterday and he was reading through the, the giant poster and um, we're going to work on that over the weekend, which is really, really cool to see those tools that, that are really easy to access in the sense that they can be purchased and posted or some of them I know can be downloaded as well and, and those sorts of things. Um, so we've talked a lot about so many things over the last, you know, pre-five pre years. Obviously, the focus has been on the work that you've done over the last five years. And how many, how many entrepreneurs have been on the project in their trip in total, do you think? Is it like close to maybe 80? Mm, probably just over 80, between 80 and 90. Yeah. So that's a lot, that's a lot of people that you have first-hand access to. And I know... As, as you know, as I've been on the trip, that we deep dive, we get to know each other pretty well. So who are you inspired by today and, and who are you looking at going, wow, just doing some pretty incredible things? Oh, wow. I mean, I am surrounded by so many incredible people, you being one of them, Caroline, um, that constantly inspire me. I don't have that one person, um, but I get constant inspiration from um, the community at Project Gen Z, but more so the young people that I deal with. I feel like I get so excited when I see a young person get a breakthrough or, you know, someone taking a risk to go out and, and try something new. Um, I'm working on a bit of a passion project with Project Gen Z right now, which is going to be a video series of, um, it's called Young Pioneers, and it's going to be um, entrepreneurs under the age of 16 that have literally taken a risk and built their own business and it's going to give me the opportunity to speak to young people as young as 11 years old that are actually changing the world or doing something that is mind-blowing and that to me helps me wake up every morning and realize you know what I'm doing and my message to the world is right you know because it, it just it inspires me because I look at these young kids and go like, wow, why haven't I done anything like that? that? <laughs> you know, I was an absolute late starter. So it pushes me to kind of keep going and, and get these messages out to the world. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's so true. I, I feel like I agree in the sense that it can, sometimes you can look back and go, man, if I had this information when I was 10, where on earth would I be now? And um, obviously we all get the opportunities we're given when we're given them and when we're ready to take them and then I think the universe gives us what we need when we need it. Um, but, wow, the yeah, Project Gen Z and, and then some, they've got, um, they're going to run circles around us. I can just, you can already see, you can already see what they're going to achieve and it's, it's, such, a, it's such a pleasure to to have the opportunity to watch that and to know that you can encourage that as well as opposed to, no, you need to go get a nine-to-five job and you need to do this and you need to do that. We're not in that mindset anymore and it's pretty brilliant. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your insights with, with us 
and um, our listeners today. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we will have all of Liz's details and um, details of the projects that she works on with Project Gen Z and Ambezi in our show notes and on our socials so you can get involved. Um, I personally recommend that if you can ever put your hand up for a future Project Gen Z trip when they start occurring again, when we can travel overseas again, um, that to definitely do that. If you can support Sunrise, to definitely do that as well. And um, we look forward to um, hearing more from you soon. Liz, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of this incredible community. Remember to hit subscribe and join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.